0: main chick versus side bitch chapter seven kiera i was driving through the dark streets on autopilot it was a miracle i made it home in one piece because i couldn't remember any stoplights street signs or cars but i knew i was at my condo with my hand squeezing the steering wheel and my mind twirling what would my mother think what would my father have said if they were here I wasn't sure, but I could hear them telling me, do whatever I had to do to survive. Before they died, that's all they talked about, me being the best and drilling into my head how hard I needed to work and push myself. Kiera, you must work twice as hard as the next person. Do what they won't do. That's what my mother always told me. She might not have meant that I sleep with my boss to become partner, but doing what I had to do meant so many things. After they died when I was 15, I had to do a lot of things I didn't want to do. Working a full-time job through high school. When all the other kids went home, I headed to a burger joint to wash dishes and work the cash register. When other people had their parents taking pictures at graduation, I had no one there. Instead of partying graduation night, I went to work because I had college to pay for. Then, when I went to college, it was more work. Studying for hours, then holding down a job so I didn't have to take out student loans. It was rough. Every day was filled with obstacles and pitfalls of things I didn't want to do. Mr. Puzder was just like those jobs. He was now the late-night study sessions. He was the trips to the soup kitchen so I could save money. He was everything I didn't want to conquer for my success. And just like each of those things, I did it, got over it, and won. Yet now, I still felt guilty and dirty like some street-walking prostitute after a night on the track. But I didn't get paid like a prostitute. There wasn't one bitch on the street that was degreed like me. And unlike them, I didn't have a drug habit or a pimp putting his foot in my ass or taking half of my profits. I was a self-made woman, And sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do. And fucking Mr. Puzder was just business. My parents died young, and from birth they told me that I had to work. So this was just work. This was life. Making sacrifices was a part of the game, but as long as I made partner and had credentials behind my name, I didn't care about any of this. Before I left the suite, Puzder guaranteed that I would be partner. And of course, I pressed record on my cell phone and played it back for him. He assured me that it wasn't necessary for any kind of blackmail because he would stand by his word. I believed him, especially since I was going to make sure that he stuck to what he promised. Once I was in his room, the deed was easy. I simply went somewhere else. I wasn't fucking Puzder. I simply convinced myself that it was Dwayne inside me and not some old man with gray hair. I could take my mind wherever I wanted it to go. And when I got home, I just wanted to take a shower and lay in my man's arms. But I didn't realize that Dwayne wasn't home until I got in the house. Everything in the condo was the way I left it this morning, with not one thing moved. It was close to 12 now, and usually by this time he would be home, but of course he was probably out with some bitch. This was the shit that I didn't deserve. I talked till I was fucking hoarse about telling Dwayne that I wanted him home. I wanted to spend more time with him. The first thing that came to my mind was our conversation earlier when I found out I paid for my own damn engagement ring. I turned on my phone. He answered, but I could tell something was wrong. When are you coming home? I'm leaving the shop now. It sounded like a lie. He was a good barber, but there was no way there was somebody getting their hair cut at midnight. But I didn't have the energy to argue. Instead, I told him okay and stripped off every piece of clothing and got in the shower. With the hot water running over my body, I had a million thoughts running through my mind. Maybe me being partner would change my relationship with Dwayne. Maybe he would finally see that I was better than these whores that he was crazy about. I would be making twice as much as I am now. I could afford to go to the shop and expand. We could open the boutiques he talked about and get him from behind the barber chair and into another position. I had so many plans for our careers and our personal lives that would now be able to happen, only if I could get Dwayne to realize we have to work together. I stayed in the shower until the water turned cold, washing myself until my fingers turned to prunes, but there was still no Dwayne. I waited up for him like a good little fiancé with our 46-inch television on, but I wasn't looking at the tube. I just wanted him home. I wanted him to wrap his arms around me and take off this horrible feeling I had in my chest. I just needed to feel some type of love tonight. But as soon as I heard his key in the door and felt his presence in the house, I knew it. I could smell the pussy on him as he walked through the door. How was the basketball game? I didn't wait. I didn't give him time to take off his coat or his shoes. I just went right in. He told me that he was going to be with his son's basketball game tonight, and it just registered that he told me he was leaving the shop when I called him. I guess he must have cloned himself, because how could he be in two places at one time? Uh, hey babe, how was your night? Um, uh, mine was fine. Shit, thanks for asking. The fuck is wrong with you? He had an attitude. That was my second clue. Usually, when he was doing something wrong, he had the nerve to try to be mad at me. But what could I say to that? "'It was good, babe. I had to fuck my boss so I could get partner, "'and all because you weren't there to escort me to the meeting.' (laughs) "'I couldn't say that. "'I'm more worried about your night.' "'I watched him as he got undressed, throwing his clothes into the hamper. "'Whatever, man. I'm not about to argue with you. I had a long-ass night.' "'He went to the bathroom, slamming the door behind him. "'But I smelled his clothes. "'As the shower came on in the bathroom, he didn't smell like hairspray like usual.' It was cheap perfume. I waited with his shirt in my hands until he was done, coming out dripping with water and a towel around his waist like nothing was wrong. Tell that bitch to change her perfume. I threw the shirt in his face. Man, what the fuck are you talking about? That bitch smells like cheap bullshit you can buy from the drugstore. Tell her if she's going to compete with me, she needs to step it up. I grabbed one of my designer perfumes off the dresser. Here, tell her she should be on some shit like this. These cost $150 a bottle. You can't find this at Walgreens. I didn't realize how mad I was until the bottle went sailing across the room, hitting the wall and crashing into pieces on the floor. What the fuck is wrong with you? He screamed, dodging out of the way. He pulled clothes out of the closet, sliding on a pair of shorts. Nah. Ain't shit wrong with me but you. You're lying, you're cheating, and here I am selling my soul for you. That's what I felt like. I was working and doing all of these things to make him happy, but what did he do for me? Man, I'm getting the fuck out of here. He was dressed in a flash, grabbing his coat and zipping it up. Fuck, you see I come over here and you on some crazy shit. I didn't have a chance to say a word before he grabbed his keys and flew out the door. I wanted to stop him. Tell him I was having one of the worst days of my life and that I was sorry, but I couldn't say any of that without telling him the truth. Then he would be pissed at me. Then I would be in the wrong. But with all the bitches he's fucked around on me with since we've been together, my body count doesn't even compare to his. But still, he wouldn't want to hear that. Wait! I screamed after him, hoping to catch him, but instead I heard the beeping and buzzing of his cell phone on the nightstand. Opening his phone, the name Arian was there, the bitch from the shop, the hair-braiding bitch who got me so upset the other day. Her text message was short, but I had no idea what the fuck she sent it for, especially this late at night. It said thank you with a smiley face, but what the fuck was she thanking him for? I looked through their messages, but I didn't get far when I heard the door opening and footsteps rushing towards the room. I forgot my phone. He was in the bedroom before I could pretend like I wasn't being a snoop. And now, instead of just being mad at me, he had caught me going through his phone, the thing he hated most. Snatching it from my hand, he didn't say a word as he stepped over the glass and dripping perfume that was now suffocating the room. Seconds later, a hard slam of the door solidified for me. He wasn't going to apologize. Opening the window, the cold breeze filled the room instantly as I started to clean up the war zone. My room was a mess. My life was even messier the cold air took away the smell of what usually was a pleasant fragrance but an entire bottle was way too much and almost made me want to throw up i should have aimed for his head now i was left grabbing the vacuum and trying to get the glass out of my carpet as the vacuum roared through the room my mind started turning what did this bitch have to thank my man for at 12 o'clock at night was he fucking her Bitch looked easier. maybe he was fucking some other bitch. I was tired of him cheating, all these hoes tempting and pulling my man in a million different directions when I was the only bitch he needed. You need to claim what's yours. I heard my mother's voice in my head. I finished vacuuming, but my mind was on what could I do about this chick. I knew nothing about her. She was just a new employee, and that's when it hit me. Turning off the vacuum, I went to my laptop and logged into the accounting software we had at the shop. Whenever we hired someone new, Dwayne had to file a tax form and send it to the State Board of Cosmetology. He had to print the form from the accounting software, so that's where I went. Going down the list of stylists until I found a new name. Arian Collins. That was all I needed. A first and a last name was more than a good enough start for me. This time tomorrow... I would know everything I needed to know about this bitch. Operation Get Rid of the Side Holes was in full effect. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Soleil. Make sure you share, subscribe, and comment, and let me know what you think about the podcast. Thanks for listening. I'll let y'all later.